Hey guys, welcome back to the Create Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Salmon. I have Mike Kitterick here with me today as well. So, uh, and Michael, you know, is a singer, a songwriter, and producer. And, um, you know, with also doing a solo project, he also has, is a part of the band La Fringe, which just debuted their first album last week, right? So, how has that been? Like, how has that, like, this whole past week then been, if you guys just released it so recently? I mean, it was amazing seeing all the love and support, seeing that we haven't played a gig in almost a year. Yeah. It was awesome seeing that people are still hanging around waiting to hear our music, even though it's been so long. But we definitely miss playing live shows since it's a huge element of, like, you know, who we are as a band. So that's, I mean, that's what, that's what I was worried about because, I like, you know, you guys have been a band, I feel like, for such a long time, too. And for, like, this, like, COVID thing to happen right when, like, you guys, it seemed like, I mean, for how long, how long has it been when you guys were uh, in the process of making this album? Has it like, been over like the past year or is it? We recorded it like about a year ago. Um, okay. yeah. I, it was like 10 to 12 months ago where we finished. Like uh, right when we were finishing recording it, we had to start socially distancing in the studio. So yeah. we thought we were able to finish before everything actually shut down. But yeah. um you know, we finished recording just about when everyone started to wear masks and socially distance and all that. So, oh, so you guys really caught a break then, right? When it was really, we really started. did because that would we would have definitely been in a jit if we had to, you know, talk on the phone with our producer and get him to mix everything by himself. It definitely would have been bad. So, we're pretty lucky we got it done on time. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's great at least, you know with there being no live shows obviously it's just it's awesome how you guys are able to release this music now especially too because i feel like the second wave is coming in fast for covid and it's like what are people going to do when they're in quarantine again besides listen to music watch movies or you know what i mean so um and the album is awesome dude like it is like oh yeah you guys did such a great job it really just makes me happy especially just because you know seeing like you guys who like we've all into high school together and all stuff like that and like seeing you guys progress in that way it's just like it's really it's awesome to see so i'm excited to see what you guys do with the band you know but i mean individually for you as well too it seems like you've been doing a lot and that's awesome like you're really summertime right this past uh before school started right like i think before. it was i it must have been it was august i yeah. it dropped like right when i got to school it dropped on like the second day that i was on campus yeah it was how so how with that too that song you know just that whole solo project going on was that something that you always knew you wanted to do beside from LaFringe or was it something that kind of grew from that band's? Definitely not to be honest because um, obviously LaFringe has been going on since May of 2018 when we were all sophomores, freshmen and juniors in high school and I was strictly you know a guitar guy like I only really listened to rock music and stuff but I kind of gradually got into the hip-hop scene more and got into producers like, you know, the Internet Money Collective, who are a huge influence for me. And they pretty much taught me how to make beats, like Nick Mira especially. So I got more into making beats. And then I kind of, I'm still trying to find my sound, but I figured out I could, you know, lay down vocals on a track too. So with that, summertime really just kind of happened. You know, me, Steve, and Matt just got together one day. And uh, I started playing the guitar. And they're like, you record that. So I did. <laughs> Yeah. And it really all just fell together. We went to SOE Complex in Weymouth and recorded with Levi, mm-hmm. and um, who was awesome too. And we were just able to really create something special that we had no clue would happen. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounded awesome. It was just like, it was cool to listen to too because like a new SoundCloud-wise, you released previous stuff and all that. And it was definitely like a different sound, obviously, compared to LaFringe because it's like completely you, you know? And so like, obviously, LaFringe is everyone in that group, but like, this is something like you're producing yourself and all that. And it was cool just to listen to, uh, you know, like your specific own work and all that. And that was like, I don't know. I, it sounded like really well done. So, and it was cool too to have like to see Matt uh, Marsco and Steven Siflet on it as well because I just feel like, especially in our town of Norwell, you know, in Massachusetts, it seemed like there's so many like musically gifted people that, and like I see you guys too collaborate a lot. And it's just like, I don't know. I think it's really cool to see that. So, but yeah, and for that stuff too, especially for your solo project, do you have, like, do you have obviously the Fringe dropped their album stuff? And so, does that mean that now you're going to, use more time to kind of focus on your solo stuff specifically or are you gonna what are you thinking well i we definitely want to keep LaFriend going obviously no live shows is a huge uh downside for us since like that's kind of what we prided ourselves on like our whole energy and all that but mm-hmm. um nothing's really confirmed yet but like we'd love to keep putting out music in the future but it definitely does give me more time to work on my own stuff too. Like I've got a lot of stuff in the works, but yeah. I'm just trying to find that sound right now that really has that it factor. And do you like, do, like when you say you're producing all your, your solo music, obviously, do you do a lot of it at home or do you go like somewhere else, like a studio kind of just like screw around and see what you can make? Yeah, well, I act, so I have my own little studio here with, you know, monitors, speakers, like a nice microphone and all that. And um, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I definitely spend a lot of time up here just, you know, working on a bunch of different stuff, you know, like beats, songs, trying to find different styles that I'm good at. But we did go to SOE Complex in Weymouth to record with Levi, which was insane because that man knew what he was doing and like, <laughs> I feel like that environment too it just like it really like sets you in the like the mood too probably so oh yeah for sure no being in a like legit studio was a insane experience both for like LaFringe and our my solo stuff like just being with guys who just know what they're doing on such a superior level like we've been doing it for years was amazing because they teach us so much stuff too that's wild Uh, I mean in you know especially with you know, with the solo stuff too, did you like, like producing wise with those guys, then, you know, those older guys who probably have more experience, like you must've used a lot of that too, as well to kind of like produce your own stuff like that, like kind of like teaching moment or whatever, where I feel like, especially like, I think any artist as well, but especially the musicians too, like when you kind of, Oh, one sec. sorry about that. But when you like, uh, you know, when you're creating music and stuff like that and i feel like when you're making it with others too you kind of build off each other and you learn more especially where i feel like you know you said you haven't found your exact sound yet but i feel like that process of finding it is like way easier when you're kind of like building off other people so yeah i mean i definitely feel like the producers in the studio the one thing that they gave all of us was definitely inspiration and like drive because they're just they've gotten so good at their craft and like recording and producing music that it just makes you want to get to that level one day if you know yeah definitely yeah and plus too like for i mean where do you you, have you always seen yourself to like like music like from the get-go was your like that was you wanted to like pursue like that was always a thing that you kind of wanted to stick with or was that something like only like middle school high school kind of started to really 
I mean, my first musical like experience was when I picked up the guitar when I was, you know, 13 in seventh grade. But prior yeah. to that, I had no knowledge or interest towards the fact that I would, you know, take up music to such a, ex you know, yeah, I'm just it so cool. with it. Like, so it was definitely something that came about later, like, you know, listening to Nirvana and the Foo Fighters were like my first big influences. And they really pushed me to, you know, get good at guitar, play in the band and, uh, you know, make my way to where I am now. Well, that's another thing too, like influence wise, like besides like Nirvana and Foo Fighters, who else did you like kind of like grasp to or whatever when you were like, like getting it, when you're into music, obviously like, I think too, when like you're making different things, you'll listen to other people to inspire yourself. But like when you were just starting out with music with like those, the two bands that kind of stuck with you for like inspiration wise or what, were, what was yours? Well, I think the biggest thing was, um, you know, when I started learning different guitar parts, the, uh, the Nirvana songs and stuff, because in reality, they're not complicated yet. The fact that Kurt Cobain was able to come up with all the songwriting and guitar parts was amazing. But when I was able to see that I could play it, I was like, okay, like, maybe I can do this too. Like maybe it isn't a thought to like be a songwriter that it's not so far out of reach as you might think. So um, yeah. I was able to, you know, take what I saw from like live shows and, um, you know, studio albums and just turn it into like my own little kind of passion for music. And like, obviously now my influences like have changed a lot and grown a lot, but like I'd say Kurt Cobain was like the original kind of catalyst for me to really take music seriously yeah i do that that's awesome man. i mean kirk Cobain obviously is like a legend on a like completely yeah. crazy level too but <laughs> yeah no but and then another thing i wanted to ask too was that you know obviously with like yeah you see someone like kirk Cobain or whatever and like food fighters you know with david Grohl and stuff like that you'll have like other people to build off with the bands and i'm thinking that with lafringe right you have a whole band and like did you have you found that producing music as a whole band uh, consistently is more difficult with a band or is it like easier with being a solo artist or like what is your kind of point of view on that well i mean i just think in general uh like not even with the lafringe um specifically like yeah. producing music as a band is definitely more difficult because instead of you know writing your own solo song and making everything sound the way you want it to you have you know four or five guys in the studio with the engineer and you all have your own separate parts that you got to spend time on and get to sound the way you want to sound yeah. so um it just really takes a lot more effort to record as a band especially with rock because you know rock recording versus hip-hop recording is obviously two whole different worlds yeah how um, is that like what's the breakdown for that like compared to like rock compared to like hip-hop like how does that recording wise that like what's the main difference obviously different sounds too but like does that yeah is like technically why is it very different in that sense or i mean i'd say they are like because uh the studios we went to like the lafringe's studio ultrasound in hanover was just a completely different vibe from the hip-hop studio soe complex in weymouth run by international show um it's really just a different vibe, different ways of recording. Like obviously with hip hop, you can, you know, just send the beat on a flash driver email. Then you just hop in the booth and lay down your vocals. But with rock, like every little detail matters, like the placement of the mic on the amps, the drums, like the vocals. It's just a much more like intricate process that quite honestly, like takes more skill. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't because I didn't even consider that too. I feel like, you know, I feel like if you're making beats or whatever, at least like the audio is very clear, obvious, like it's right there. But yeah, like I didn't even think about like if you're playing the guitar and like the amp, like it, maybe there's like a sudden movement or something like that it can really like alter the sound. But yeah, definitely, mic placement really is everything in rock. I mean, especially with the drums. But I, uh, I mean, there's just so many aspects to recording, like you know, mixing, mastering, you know, like putting different effects on, like mm -hmm. levels. It's all just everything needs to be on the same page. And it's just, it's definitely a longer process than hip hop because LaFringe took, I want to say, a solid few months to record their album with like weekly, bi weekly sessions. Whereas, like, you know, Summertime with me, Matt, and Steven only took two sessions and we were done recording it in like a few weeks. So. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, that's different. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. And then plus, like for um, even like uh, like because then playing guitar or whatever with LaFringe, if you're recording guitar, like do you like if you're in the studio, like you know, recording and stuff, would you be like uh, if like you're screwing around or something like with a new sound, would you be like, wait, why don't we like like when you're in the studio in that sense, we're recording guitar. Do you see like different ways to like um change the guitar sound that like at first you wanted to do a specific sound but then if you find a new one in the studio you kind of stick with that has that ever like happened or oh yeah certainly i mean with the fringe at least uh me and pat's guitar tones kind of they pretty much stay the same on each and every song but there were a few instances uh for our guitar parts where we were at, would actually be in the studio like recording the tracks and we would come up with new ideas and um, I think that just attributes to the fact that being in a studio offers so much more motivation and it's such a special experience because um, for one song off the album, actually, uh, Talk It Out, um, I had my solo all written out, like I had it done. Um, and then right when we were about to like, you know, finish mixing it and all that, I kind of just had this idea in my head and I wound up writing a harmony part to it too. And it was just really weird how it all happened because um like being in a studio really can just change the way you think and give you better ideas since you're in a place that like is full of such expertise with the engineer and all the amazing equipment. Yeah. And plus like for like the whole band in general too, like if you like, if for example, like this situation too, like would like the bands all together be like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Or like, is there times when like you'll be in a situation like that where like one of the bandmates is like, eh, I, that's, it sounds cool, but I don't know if that's the right direction we want to go in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely think that happens. I mean, not obviously, again, like not just with the fringe, but yeah. um, with any creative process of creating an album or recording any sort of song or single. Um, as I said, like when there's four or five people um, involved in the band and recording process, like you're never really going to hit it on the dot your first try. Like, so stuff is always going to be changing. People want things to one thing to sound another way and all that. But um, it's really just part of the process to record. Yeah. And plus I, I'm sure too, with, uh, I don't know. I mean, aside from that too, just like recording wise in general, I feel like like off topic too, but COVID wise too, it must have like altered stuff as well like in that whole sense too. So, but I'm super excited though to see where, you know, obviously not on the fringe, but where else you go to and like for solo stuff as well. Like, do you, do you know, like kind of what direction you want to go in and continue? Like, is that whole like producing beats kind of thing, like where you want to keep progressing or is there a different area that you want to kind of go in the direction for? Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of 
stuff in the works, like potential ideas and all that. I mean, obviously, you know, me, Matt, Steven, we love working together and like, you know, giving our best shot at making a good song, which happened with Summertime. And, um, but it's really all over the place for me. Like, I'm just trying to find what exactly I want to do because, you know, one day I'll spend all day, you know, like making a certain kind of type beat. And then another day I'll like work on a song all day and like, all my songs have like kind of different vibes so like it's just I'll, I'll find it eventually but like right now I'm just really trying to pin the tail on the donkey I guess yeah no I feel like it's a lot of the case anyway too I feel like you know like I, a lot of the time when making music like it's not like there's a clear direction like I feel like a lot of it just comes by like ear where like you hear something like oh wait that sounds kind of dope I'll let me pursue that like that kind of way for because even like when I interviewed Steven or whatever about like making music or even Bobby too like it seems like that's the general consensus we're like if you, a lot of the time, it seems like artists, when they just sit down and think, all right, let's start making something. It doesn't happen like that. It's more of like, you'll be walking, like kind of get an idea in your head and then you're like, all right, let me pursue that. So. I mean, that's exactly it, especially with writing songs for La Fringe. I don't think any of them came about when I like put time away to sit down and yeah. write a good song. Like it would always really just kind of come to me at the times I least expected it and I'd like you know run upstairs grab my guitar and record a quick little voice memo mm -hmm. and stash it away and come back to it because um songwriting is a process that just really has to be extremely fluid and like it honestly just happens by itself if you get the right idea mm -hmm. yeah and I mean plus too like when you when you finally get that idea then and like you make the music and you finally send it out like is there like a like an immediate fear in your head when you release it we're like crap crap like what if people don't like it like what if the public doesn't or like is that just like you know what like i put time and effort to make this like whether overall perception of it you know was good or bad still like i really enjoyed what i did like is that the, like the ultimate kind of feeling or i would definitely say so like with the fringe at least and summertime like both releases were like we spent a lot of time on yeah. both like obviously with the friends i said we spent a few months recording in the studio but on top of that like we've been a band for two and a half years and like we knew who our you know true fans were and they were all really excited to see the album drop and um i honestly don't think i it ever crossed my mind like oh like with the fear that people wouldn't like it i mean obviously yeah. the aspect that you know being alternative rock um it's obviously not the most popular genre right now seeing how big you know like the rap scene is mm -hmm. um but i mean we've gotten great feedback and uh we're really happy with how it's all going right now like we're definitely seeing a resurgence in um people you know using our name and all that which is awesome yeah and that like that's and plus I, like, i'm telling you seriously like when i heard it like i was even today too i was and i was like like it's just it's it's so cool to see like something so well done and, like you obviously when you hear like the music too like you know like you guys took a lot of effort into it mm -hmm. and like i feel like a lot of the time some people don't and it's like the ultimate um you know thing that you hear is like eh. but like with this like it really was just it was awesome too so but and, yeah, and, yeah go ahead yeah, yeah yeah i just feel like the album's really a roller coaster of um kind of feelings because like you go from one song to the next and one can be like you know really upbeat and like kind of poppy then others are like really almost kind of dark and like have more of a metal side to them 
but I mean, I'm really happy with how it came out. And like, as I said, like I've heard a lot of good feedback and we're just really happy to see that people are listening to it. Yeah. And plus like, even like, because you know, you have those different sounds in the album and stuff. Does like when you create songs like specifically for the fringe or whatever in the bands does, uh, is it usually like every song is very much equal, like, um, how it's made, like someone has like this part, someone has this part, someone has that part, or does it really just depend based on like, uh, you know, when you're making a song or whatever, like it just comes to your head and stuff like that? Well, usually what happens is like one person will come forward with an idea and this happened with everyone, like, you know, um, because obviously with rock bands, like if you don't have one person, like it's not a full band and like um, really everyone contributes equally. Like the person who came forward with that initial, you know, guitar part or, you know, vocal melody, they started it, but everyone else really finishes it. So, you know, you have me and Pat on guitar and then Dom on drums and Bobby singing and like, obviously without one of us like it's just not going to be full so the songwriting process really was only finished once we all came together and put it like you know we put it together yeah and that's the reality of it too i think with like a band is literally that's what in its name it's a team you know it's like i feel like you guys all have specific parts and if like someone isn't able to you know be able to do their part or whatever you're not going to get the full extent of what you can really produce and make and stuff like that but and plus going into that then do you like specifically when you make music is there one aspect of making music that like you find like extremely difficult like whether it be like just for like recording your vocals or just like uh making a specific sound or something like that i mean the main thing i've been working on during quarantine um it would definitely be like my mixing and like vocal recording skills because obviously i've i would say i've progressed with it a lot seeing that I've had a lot of free time. I mean, obviously we all have, um, uh, but in terms of difficulty, I would say um, really just finding that idea that you think is worthy because um, obviously like most songwriters have either an abundance or like not enough ideas to choose from. Mm -hmm. So I think taking one thing that you like and choosing to spend a lot of time on it definitely can come with some anxiety because you might think to yourself like, oh, well, I've spent hours and days like uh, trying to write this song based on this one idea. But like, what if one of my other voice memos was like the one, like the song? Yeah, where you feel like almost like if you didn't use that one that I screwed up not using that. Yeah, but no, that's uh, still, that's because that's always something that I always think about. Like, Like, you know, even like like how I have my 14 thing going on or whatever where we're like we're producing a lot of projects and stuff like that you know there's always like we get hung up a lot on the idea like it's always that like I feel like that's like the real push-off where like once you get that idea you're set but a lot of the time really finding that concrete idea is like the hardest thing so but uh no that's awesome because that's always something I think about so mm. and then, um yeah well awesome and now now I kind of want to go into the next you know phase for this like the podcast that i do whereas like music you've been listening to recently or like movies you've been watching recently like what is like the media that you've really been into for like quarantine i guess and also like this past week or two um well i think any of my friends from school or back home can tell you right now that like my favorite artist at the moment's the kid Leroy. i don't oh, okay. know him. Roy, no yeah what is who is there um so he's australian um he's only 17 or 16 I'm pretty sure he's 17 now but 
um he's been releasing a lot of good music lately and um he was actually taken under juice world's wing when juice discovered him in australia on a tour because he was gaining traction where he was from and um he was pretty big on the whole australian scene but like no one really knew him in the states so you know juice world took him and you know took him on tour like showed him his ways of recording songwriting and just you know being such a prominent figure in the biggest music scene at the moment and um he's released a lot of good music within the past year and i'm just totally obsessed with him right now does he kind of give off like a similar vibe to juice world too like in yeah game? for sure it's definitely kind of a heartbreak theme like that's the common theme um which some might argue is generic but i think Leroy's doing something that's pretty different from everyone else right now yeah and that's the thing too like i feel like like a lot i think a lot of songs have pretty similar um themes i guess and like heartbreak obviously is like, yeah, one, like sure. the way you do it that's where i feel like people could really evolve yeah awesome to see and plus like juice world right is like that's a huge inspiration for you inspiration for you as well right which I yeah think. um in terms of vocals like obviously juice world uh he was a great like freestyler and a melodic rapper but the th- thing i really took with me from juice world were his beats which yeah. were mainly produced by uh, nick mira of internet uh-huh. money so my juice like the inspiration i took from juice world was definitely the beats behind him i don't yeah because that's i mean i what was it this past i have a friend in college or whatever who's like he loves juice world and stuff and so like i've been listening to him more and more and it's funny you point out the beats because like that's like the, the one thing that really sticks out to me when yeah. i listen to his music i'm like this is really cool so it is. It's super sad the whole you know story with him and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah that's awesome. So I'll definitely have to check out Leroy. But do you have anyone else that you've been checking out? Um, I'm just going through my playlist right now. Um, yeah. A few other big ones, definitely MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, because okay, um, yeah. I only recently got turned on to him by one of my friends back at um Sane's. But I, I, I know a lot of people aren't a huge fan of his whole genre shift from pop punk Mm -hmm. um but i mean me me and a few of my friends just love listening to like a few of his songs like it's just a total vibe and i'm hoping he puts out at least another album or two with a similar vibe and like if he wants to go back to rap like respect i mean every artist goes through genre changes i gotta check that out then because i I'm not like and like Machine and Kelly kind of turned me off. Well, I think it's just because like the whole way he presents himself. I'm like, I don't know if I could yeah. do this like other like white rapper kind of try. But like then though, like I didn't know that he kind of changed his music sound though. So like he did, pop, yeah. That's kind of so like is that like his most recent stuff is like more like along that kind of sound and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, with his past album and um, in like the past, he's been like collaborating a lot with um Travis Barker. Okay. The, the old he played in blink 182 he played drums but now he's um mgk's like main producer and um he's kind of responsible for like what you're hearing like that wall of sound like yeah. the punk vibes and like definitely again kind of the heartbreak vibe um but obviously mgk's vocals are great there's good guitar good drums but like the person who's really behind all that is travis barker and again like i take a lot of inspiration both from the artist and his production team that's yeah that's that's the other thing because i like that's i'm telling you that's an artist where like i was i like i always knew of mgk but 
I was never like between like the whole Eminem beef I heard of, I was like, you know what? I'm, yeah. not, gonna into, I'm not gonna get into that. But mm-hmm. I'm actually like he's going that route music though. I'm really interested to kind of hear that. So yeah, yeah definitely. His past um two albums uh have definitely been a totally different vibe that like if you were a fan of his earlier albums and you hadn't heard these ones, yeah, like, it'd be definitely an unrecognizable vibe from him. Right on, yeah, man. Um I was sick. Well, I'll definitely have to check out those two artists. And yeah, um, yeah well, I, I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast, by the way, today. Like, I hope so. I'm going to connect because I feel like we haven't spoken in a while, too. And like, yeah, yeah. All the music stuff that you've been, that's been going on for you, it's like, it's awesome to hear about it. So, yeah, thanks, man, for hopping on. Um, everyone who's listening, you know, F14 Create Podcast, make sure to follow that on Instagram. Make sure to follow F14 Productions Instagram. And I'll also add Mike, obviously, your Instagram um, in the bottom of the bio. But uh, yeah, so um, thank you guys for listening and I will see you guys later.